0: Welcome to the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks for listening and supporting public media. New employees at ShipMonk may show up for their first day of work without ever being interviewed or talking directly with anyone working for the company. ShipMonk works with small and medium-sized internet retailers, helping them ship out their merchandise. It's based in Fort Lauderdale, where it has a warehouse.
1: We are hiring full-time employees right now with no interview.
0: Donna Deschamps' title at ShipMonk is Chief People Officer.
1: And we're doing a pretty speedy and immediate hiring process for those looking for warehouse work.
0: With consumers at home and shopping on the Internet, ShipMonk's business has been booming up 10% in March, jumping 50% in April. So it has been hiring people to fill new jobs in its warehouse. Shipmunk was used to hiring people fast for entry-level jobs before COVID-19, conducting group interviews and holding hiring fairs, but not like now.
1: We decided with the unemployment uptick as high as it is, we're just going to put people to work. If they have the proof of availability to work and and qualifications to work, we're just going to ask them to come right on in. And so that's been working pretty well. We've been able to make 10 to 15 job offers a week throughout the course of April.
0: The jobs start at $10 an hour. That's $400 for a full 40-hour work week before taxes. That's less than the federal government's unemployment booster of $600 a week. But Deshaun says with benefits, Shipmunk has not had a tough time filling the positions.
1: We have displaced workers from the restaurant industry, from hospitality, from various retail organizations that have shut their doors and, and no longer have work available for people. So that was not the case before the pandemic. We we tended to see more traditionally folks that had done some warehouse work. Right now, we have applicants from every walk of life.
0: South Florida's job market has been hit particularly hard because of the number of people working in restaurants, bars, and hotels. Those businesses were shut down, or mostly shut down, almost two months ago now, putting tens of thousands of people out of work, or at least cutting their hours. We're live here on this Monday during the 9 a.m. hour talking about the job market as South Florida slowly restarts its economy and hopes for a bounce back, especially in the hospitality industry. Did you lose work because of COVID-19? Did you see your hours and pay cut? Have you been looking for a job throughout the public health response to fighting the virus? And how is the hunt for employment changing Uh, ahead. How has it changed in just two months? 800-743-9576. Phone lines are open live during this 9 a.m. hour right now. We want to hear your story of employment. 800-743-9576. Wendy Clergis is with us, the CEO of the Greater Miami and the Beaches Hotel Association. Wendy, welcome to WLRN. What do you know about plans for when hotels may begin more fully reopening?
2: Hi, Tom. Thanks so much for including me. I, I'm, I'm delighted to speak to you. As I told you, I'm a fan of WLRN for many years, as well as my family, and i um, looking forward to, to uh, updating all of you. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, this is a, I think this is a good time for, for us to have a conversation because um, now, you know, what is it, five, six weeks later, right, mm-hmm. that we've all been Eight weeks down. now. Eight weeks Eight? for, oh my for
0: restaurants. Yeah.
2: Oh, wow. okay. It's longer than than I than I recall, but um, uh, you know and, and and you know, as you know, ninety percent of the hotels have closed. Those that are open are essential lodgers and, and actually very um, you know, very slow. so mm-hmm. so really, everybody has been out of work. Uh, all of our tens of thousands of our employees, um, uh, hourly employees comprise of about seventy percent of the total number of hotel employees. Um, and, and, um, now what's, what's exciting now is you're, we're reading, we're hearing, we're involved in many meetings locally on reopening. So I think we're getting very excited about reopening. Yeah. What can you Um, share
0: with us regarding the planning around the reopening of the hotel industry, particularly in Miami-Dade County?
2: So, so we have, we've been very fortunate to be very involved. Uh, we were, we were, we're on the Miami-Dade County Hotel Task Force with Mayor Jimenez. Uh, uh, several of us are, are included in the hotel uh, workshop. It's been a great uh, process. A lot of Zoom meetings, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also uh, we're involved now on the Miami Beach Advisory Council Mayor Gelber created uh, with the Miami Beach Chamber of Commerce, uh, which started last week. And once again, uh, you know, we have industry included, um, arts and culture. There's all the, all the different areas of hospitality, uh, restaurants. Uh, so it's, it's really, but that's also um, going quite well. Just started last week, um, as well as two weeks ago, we uh, were on the City of Miami, uh, recover, Miami Recovery Group. Mm-hmm. Um, again, with hoteliers that are on our board. Um, Bill Talbert also is on uh, all of these, um, you know, at the, all of these meetings as well. So Yeah, he's the head I, I of think,
0: the uh, Miami-Dade County G- Convention and Visitors Bureau. Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. He's our and partner. And so what
0: what are those plans? What are the shape of those plans? What's that looking like, Wendy, particularly in, in terms of the timeline? Let's just start there.
2: Well, timeline is according to, you know, when we're ready, when, when, when Miami-Dade County, Jimenez, uh, Mayor Jimenez is ready, uh, when it's safe. know when it's when it's the right time uh, according to the virus as well so Mm -hmm. it's you know it's not about us wanting to be open it's about when it's the safest and and the right time to open yeah i think i think it's going to happen soon we're hoping it happens soon uh, over we're the hearing possibly two. a
0: week from today in yeah. terms of, uh, a phased, uh, reopening. The mayor has talked about that May 18th. Right. That was the right. date that was floated. It's not set in stone here, but is that an expectation that you and your hotel members are circling around?
2: Yeah, we're hearing May 18th, but I think we're also realizing it could be June 1st, you know, so mm. it just, it, 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 really depends. Um, but whenever it is, by the way, it's the hotel can't, the hotel GM, it can't open in a day, obviously, yeah. depending on the size of the hotel. And, uh, you know, while some can open in a couple of days, others will take two weeks. Um, there's a lot of um, uh, guidelines uh, with safety and cleanliness, sanitation involved
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for the property, as well as um, training for the employees. It's going to be a different, it's going to be a different uh, hospitality
0: yeah, It's going to be a different industry, a different workplace, and a different experience, certainly. Uh, Wendy Kalurgis is the CEO of the Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association. She's going to be with us all hour live during this 9 a.m. hour, talking about uh, uh, employment in hospitality. What does that look like currently? What could it look like in the weeks and months ahead during a phased restart of of the South Florida economy. Your experiences eight hundred seven four three ninety five seventy six. Did you do you work in hospitality? Have your uh, uh, has your income been impacted by COVID nineteen? What's the job market look like? For you, where do you look for work in the weeks and months ahead in South Florida? 800-743-9576. Our phone line's open right now during this 9 a.m. hour, and we'll get to your phone calls. Michael Chang is also along with us. He is the dean at the FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality. Dean Chang, welcome back to WLRN. As the hotels uh, try to figure out when and how they may be reopening in the weeks ahead, Uh, restaurants in some places are expecting to reopen um, by 25% capacity in Palm Beach, and there's talk about doing that in a week in Miami-Dade. What's the financial impact of that? How does a restaurant open a quarter of its business, Dean?
4: Good morning, Tom, and thank you for inviting me onto the Sunshine Economy. Um, <clears throat> regarding the financial impact of opening at 25%, I think it's going to be hard. You know, quite honestly, I just I don't see how the smaller restaurants are able to survive uh, if they have to rehire the staff back. Because right now, if they're doing a lot of takeouts and deliveries, they obviously have cut back on the number of employees they need. But once you start to add uh, dining room service back in the equation, the number of employees you need goes up. So if you're not making 100% of your full revenue that's possible, you're only making 25%, -hmm. they have to make the decision at that point. Is it worth opening at 25% or do they wait and see? Or do they wait to 50%? Or do they continue on the current path with the takeouts and deliveries and pivoting and maybe doing more pop-ups elsewhere?
0: How are restaurants even surviving with just takeout and deliveries? That has to be even less than 25% of the revenue in the business that they were experiencing even in the month of February. Yeah. I think it uh,
4: depends on the restaurant and what they do to bring in, uh, not to bring in, but to really create awareness of the restaurants and offerings and the menus to the consumers. So if they're doing promotions and specials, like recently with uh, Cinco de Mayo, I was at Takiza on North Beach, and I saw they were doing a great day on that Tuesday. There was lines, of course, uh, socially Mm distanced, but there was lines out the door, and people were waiting to get to their food. And then they posted on Instagram the next day, I'm sorry, we have to close down for a day so we can recover from the crazy day yesterday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's those kind of things where they're being innovative. They're doing promotions and,
0: and deliveries. You you discussed, you mentioned their social distancing uh, with lines at takeout, and we've some seen some restaurants successfully kind of patrol those lines, uh, certainly during Cinco de Mayo and other times, and other restaurants unsuccessful in being able to get their uh, patrons to uh, respect a six-foot uh, distance as they await for their takeout orders. As as restaurants in South Florida begin planning for a reopening of, of a 25% capacity, for instance, in Phase 1, which is being talked about here, Dean, how do they arrange themselves to follow those social distancing guidelines? I think
4: um, consumers need to feel safe. You know, Like Wendy said, they, they, we need to know that it's safe for us to go out. So when we go out as customers to a restaurant, we, we have to be able to see the tables, the property space, six feet apart, that we have um, the, the guests and ourselves and the, the employees are wearing face masks. And there's clear visual cues of sanitation and hygiene happening all the time. So it's no longer cleaning behind the scenes. It's cleaning all the time in front of the customers. Hmm. That, those kind of cues are very important to the consumer to feel that, yes, this is good. I'm safe to eat in here. Now, once they go into the restaurant and they say, oh, I'm seated too close next to this person, they could either get up and leave or they can ask, can I be seated someplace else? So the restaurant owners and the chefs, they need to take all those into consideration. Are they making the customers feel welcome? Because really, what we've accustomed to now is is uh, for the last eight weeks, like you said, eating at home and doing takeout mm-hmm. and deliveries, but we've kind of we're missing the hospitality spirit there. You know, we mm-hmm. want the, that experience, the entertainment experience. Mm-hmm. So we go out for that reason, but yeah, we have to yeah. feel
0: safe. Yeah, the, uh, missing the hospitality part of the hospitality industry and exactly. having that on full display in front of uh, guests as the uh, local and uh, regional and state economies begin to reopen. We're speaking about how this applies to what the job market is going to look like, particularly in hospitality, which is so important here in South Florida. About one out of every eight workers uh, pre-COVID-19 were working in the leisure and hospitality industry in South Florida. It was a top five employment base for the local economy. Uh, Did you work in hospitality? How were your hours or pay affected by this? Are you hoping to go back to work in a hotel restaurant bar or maybe an associated vendor of those organizations we'd like to hear your story here 800-743-9576 as we're live on this monday morning 800-743-9576 michael chang is with us dean of fiu's chaplain school of hospitality wendy clergy is also with us, ceo of the greater miami and the beaches hotel association let's go to chris on line two in the florida keys go ahead chris you're on the radio hey good
5: morning good morning uh, i'm a musician here in the florida keys and uh you know i play probably 300 shows a year mm. and uh it, it it just shut down i've been having a terrible time with the unemployment website getting any help getting in there um and i was wondering you know is this going to be you know retroactive um you know i haven't been able to pay my rent and you know you, you want to take care of that i want yeah. um but uh you know they're starting to open up it's 25 percent, but a lot of the, the places haven't hired back um entertainment mm. as of yet uh, and i love playing I, I you know that's my thing and uh, i miss the people um you know you love playing for them but uh it's very you know very stressful trying to trying to make it work trying to you know keep everything afloat uh you know yeah trying to find odd jobs or whatever but uh yeah I was wondering is it going to be retroactive
0: uh, yeah, with the unemployment you've got Chris uh, in the keys uh, w- which has uh, a, a technically reopened it's part of the state reopening that the governor announced better than a week ago but of course you still have the checkpoint up on uh, on the two roads leading into the keys from Dade County Uh, One of the other uh, complications, Chris, that I imagine you have in terms of unemployment is uh, you're a freelance musician, right? Uh, You're you're not an employee of these uh, places where where, where you're up on stage. And so you're a gig. You're part of that gig economy. Yeah. 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 And they've recently uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, clarified some of the rules in the state of Florida about those gig employees and the ability for you particularly to file for unemployment and whether or not it's uh, retroactive. Um, depends upon uh, kind of what that application looks like and uh, your ability to answer the questions in a way that the uh, that the system is uh, is set up. So, have you had right. have you had luck filing at all? No, no,
5: no. no you find uh, you know there's numbers and then you call the number and yeah. you know the offices are closed and uh, yeah. you know they, they you got to find another number and then you know uh, um, it, it's not not exactly you know, user-friendly.
0: No, no, we've we've certainly seen the shortcomings of the system, uh, definitely. Chris, I appreciate the phone call, and best of luck to you and your family. I hope that uh, there's a, a brighter future ahead for you.
5: Sure. I, I don't have any children. I think about, you know, what about, the, you know, uh, people that have children that are going through this, you know, trying mm-hmm. to make all that work. I know how stressful it is. It is, and how much anxiety it causes for me. I can't imagine, you know, if I was a mother, or, you know, a single mother, um, you know, trying to trying to feed my family during this time.
0: Yeah, Chris, uh, we appreciate hearing from you from the Keys. Chris, a musician, uh, used to playing in uh, hotels and restaurants in the Florida Keys. Uh, uh, Wendy Clergis with the uh, Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association, just an example of the the ripple effect of these public health measures certainly it's on the front desk it's on the uh the uh, uh the maids the bartenders but all those associated vendors uh from the, from the freelance no. musicians to the uh, laundry contracts that you've got
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all the vendors and chris can you hear me
0: here let me bring chris back in here chris yeah. uh, chris you still with us yes yeah go ahead so, wendy. so
2: chris hi it's wendy i just wanted to share with you we we definitely Feel your pain. We're, you know, every, like like Tom was just saying, all the vendors that are associated with our industry. You know, it's a it's an, and I used to work in catering and convention services. Uh, you know, doing a lot of weddings years ago uh, right. at the Biltmore. And, and I, but I will tell you, um, if we can connect, maybe Tom can give me your information. We have a we have a member who does live entertainment. That's uh, it's a great company. And when we get back started up, we can definitely reach out to you or I can give you my email uh, uh, because, you know, we can once we get open and 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 going uh, there, we can we can get definitely help you.
0: Chris, I'm gonna have you hold on the line. Uh, Denise, our uh, producer uh, back in our studios in Miami will uh, get your contact information and then we'll pass it along to Wendy off air. But Chris, I appreciate that. Wendy, it's a nice gesture of yours because it is just an indication of the ripple effect here of the hospitality Mm -hmm. industry. Uh, Mm -hmm. We're gonna take a short break, but we wanna hear more uh, about uh, how you're looking at the job market here. Unemployment has skyrocketed in a very short period of time in South Florida. And uh, many of those layoffs and furloughs concentrated in hospitality, but not exclusively, certainly. Wendy Klerges is with us for the whole hour here in this 9 a.m. Uh, live hour on Monday, CEO at the Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association. Michael Chang is also with us. He's the dean of the FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality. We're taking your phone calls, 800-743-WLRN, 800 743 Welcome back to the Sunshine Economy on WLRN. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks again for listening. When a company has to lay off workers, the company Tom Shea founded may get a call. Among the work his firm does is outplacement services, helping employees transition into new work through retraining, workshops, and recruiting. Shea is the chairman of Wright Management, Florida Caribbean Region.
4: In the last couple of years, we've had the healthiest job market we've had Probably in the history of the country. Everybody's well aware of the war for talent and the ability of the individual to really have a lot more selection about where their career is going to go. Now, that's come to a sudden halt.
0: Hiring evaporated nationwide. The U.S. economy lost 870,000 jobs in March, another 20 and a half million in April. The speed and breadth of the job destruction has been just breathtaking especially in the hospitality industry, which is so important in South Florida. The number of hospitality jobs in the country fell by 47% in April. Not every role in hospitality is dependent upon a bounce back in tourism right away, though.
4: If you're an accountant and you happen to be working in the hospitality industry, those skills are very transferable to other things. It's nice to have some
1: industry knowledge, but the skill set is really very transferable.
0: About one out of every eight people in South Florida work in the leisure and hospitality business. And according to federal government data, South Florida lost almost 7,000 jobs in March. Now, the April statistics, which are likely to be even worse, will be released later on this month. We're live during this 9 a.m. hour talking about the job market, particularly for hospitality workers. Did you lose your job so your hours cut if you own a company that works with restaurants or hotels? How has the virus affected your employees? What about hiring plans? When and where and what jobs will return and what will they pay? 800-743-9576. Talking about hiring ahead in South Florida. 800-743-WLRN. Wendy Klerges is the CEO of the Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association. Michael Chang is the dean at the FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality. Dean Chang, uh, restaurants and bars have been closed for eight weeks, but as we mentioned uh, just a few moments ago, uh, takeout and delivery is continued, perhaps 25% capacity reopening in the uh, days or weeks ahead. How deep is the economic damage in the restaurant industry in South Florida?
4: It's, uh, it's really deep. Um, I mean, we're seeing all kinds of statistics on how many restaurants will reopen after this, and it's scary. I've seen it anywhere from one out of, one to one out of five to um, what's it, three out of five restaurants will not reopen. Mm. And I mean, the, the dining landscape is going to change, you know, and I think we just have to be ready for it. Uh, what we enjoy most here in South Florida, the diversity of the cuisine, being able to eat at all these different mom and pop restaurants, all that could very well change. But I, th- I do believe that we have uh, this incredible spirit of entrepreneurship here not just in South Florida, but really in the whole country. And if there's a will, there's a way. There was a recent article that I just read. This couple opened up a bed and breakfast, and when the pandemic hit, they just pivoted. Now they have a restaurant. And they opened the restaurant during this time. So that's just amazing, you know, when you see those kind of stories.
0: Where there's a will, there's a way. There also has to be some capital or at least some uh, uh, lending. Uh, We'll talk about that kind of environment for hospitality in a moment. Wendy Klerges with the uh, Greater Miami uh, and Beaches Hotel Association. What about the economic losses in the hotel industry? How bad are these job losses looking?
2: Um, well, we're hoping now to get back to work, but it's been really, it's been very tough. As you know, the unemployment uh, process was broken, which I think really, really hurt our employees. Um, You know, uh, they're, they're so anxious to get back to work. Our HR directors are in really close touch with them. And, you know, that was, that was really, that was such a shame that they weren't able to get their you know. unemployment you what, know
0: what has the the uh, job loss structure been for most of your member hotels in other words are, are, have they been laid off uh so the folks would file for unemployment or have they been furloughed
2: there's to, both, both both yeah both yeah
0: um Let's uh, take some more phone calls here as we're live in the 9 a.m. hour, 800-743-9576, talking about hiring ahead, especially in hospitality. Kimberly is in Boca Raton this morning on Line 3. Kimberly, you're on the radio. Thanks for calling.
6: Good morning. How are you, Tom? We're doing well. Thanks
0: for listening. Thank you for calling. Tell us uh, what you're experiencing here.
6: Well, uh, I happen to run a theater, um, a regional theater, one of the 290 professional regional theaters here in the country. There's about 10 or so of us in Florida, South uh, South Florida. And um, we have a very multi-level crisis upon us, which, you know, everyone is dealing with. But we deal with um, the tourism industry, folks that buy a ticket to see a show, sometimes a year in advance. Yeah. Um, we have a dining room that is totally closed. We have uh, about 35 just immediate uh, furloughed and you know, temporarily laid off employees. Um, and we have a growing number of clients, um, uh, and I'm referring to every theater in South Florida that, you know, want a refund for their, their, um, uh, ticket that they may have purchased a year ago. Because they were going to be visiting South Florida, enjoying a show with their family. And of course we're now all in this situation. So very multi-level and most of us are, um, 501c3, so we're not yeah. for-profit theaters. We're required to spend every penny that we make by a by our fiscal you know deadline, and um, it creates a very kind of multi-level crisis. Where's the capital to number one reimburse some of these folks that aren't going to use their ticket? Where is the capital to reinvent ourselves? It's um, a very you know multi-dynamic situation, and I don't know if anybody has any answers, but um, it's a crisis that the theaters are dealing with every day and all these incredible actors and dancers and singers and and uh, folks that love making people happy and entertaining them, you know that's yeah pretty lost for a term. Of time. Kimberly,
0: I appreciate you calling. Uh, sorry to hear about uh, the, this effect on, on your theater and, and clearly we have seen this effect in nonprofits broadly, Kimberly yeah. in Boca Raton, you, you bring up a great point, um, and Wendy, I'd like to have you respond to it, which is, of course, the time, you know, the, the virus, there is no great time for this kind of pandemic, you would prefer not to have it, but it happened right at the height of visitor season, uh, when uh, theaters and other arts companies really uh, are reliant on that snowbird business, that visitor, that vacation, that tourism business, and it has just been not delayed, but destroyed, right, Wendy?
2: Yes, it's very tough. I remember just before uh, the virus, you know, outbreak, we were and we went to Hamilton. And Mm it was it was packed. It was it was so it was incredible. And I guess, um, uh, Kimberly, my message to you is, uh, I'm not sure how you know how big your theater is, or if you can do anything virtual or just to, you know, just to get some get some business out, um, going if there's, you know, even the actors or just, uh, just doing, cause virtual is going to be the way, not sure how big your theater is, but if it's something that you can do with less people, you know, just to, just to get going and get the people paid, as you said. Um, I think we, we all have to really reinvent ourselves, obviously. Uh, and, um, I, I know that when the hotels and, you know, do open up, in your your city, you know, you'll definitely be, they'll definitely, you should reach out to them and I'm sure they're going to help you. We're working with the museums and the cultural organizations as well and and, and helping them too. It's just a tough time right now for everybody.
0: And those first visitors are going to have to be domestic visitors, right? These are staycations because- Staycations, yeah. Yeah, And and that's been the focus, uh, uh, certainly, of some of the early messaging that we've seen from the hospitality industry because there's real questions about how safe are, other folks going to feel about uh, traveling uh, outside their own homes, regardless of where those homes are. Let's go to Dominique in uh, North Miami. Dominique, thanks for calling in. You're on the radio. Yes,
7: good, 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 good morning. My question is is about the PPP loan. We this is
0: the Paycheck Paycheck Protection, Protection Program right? from the Small Business Administration. Yes, sir. Yes. Go ahead.
7: Yes, we did. We save it now. How our... I will be able to spend it, to use it on an 8 weeks period mm-hmm. with half of the employee that I used to to have because I don't see us running at 100% in eight weeks. Yeah. Right now, we're only getting twenty 25%, even though we did not close because we 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 do meal prep and delivery and the car also, so gotcha. that 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 did keep us alive, even though we only were at twenty five percent of our sales, and we did keep the half of the
0: staff. Yeah. Dominique, uh, we appreciate you sharing that. Uh, that Paycheck Protection Program loan was a program, uh, Dean Chang, that the uh, Congress passed and President Trump uh, uh, signed uh, into law just uh, within a few weeks of the pandemic really taking hold, mm-hmm. designed to to give companies uh, two and a half months of uh, payroll expenses. And Dominique there saying that his restaurant in North Miami is still open for takeout and delivery at about 25% of it's business, uh, and mm-hmm. he's spending that 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 loan money to keep about half of his staff. Um, uh, that PPP money can be forgiven, as you know, Ding Chang. If mm-hmm. you, if companies do spend it on payroll, seventy five percent of it on payroll, uh, but the money also is going to run through June, maybe July at the latest. Uh, is, is that kind of the deadline for restaurants, uh, particularly looking at they need to be at uh, probably 100% capacity in order for mm-hmm. them to, to stay economically feasible? Yeah, viable, uh, and,
4: right, and Dominic, you're not alone in this one. There's a lot of other restaurateurs who have the same question. They say with this 25% capacity, and even if you go up to 50% capacity for Miami-Dade County, this just not possible. And I think a lot of them agree that when the stimulus package was first written, nobody knew or could really predict how long this was going to go on. So it was, we were being optimistic, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's hard to to guess when this will end and when, if and when the date the deadline will change.
0: Yeah, and and what business looks like on the other end if uh, if you've got to reorient it and and not only pivot your model but pivot mm-hmm. the, the financial structure in which that model operates in and what that means for hiring. We're going to talk more about that. Uh, Felipe, stick with us. Juan, on line five, we're going to get to your phone calls as well. Sam, be with us too, and you can add your name to that list, 800-743-WLRN, live during this 9 a.m. hour for the Sunshine Economy, talking about hiring and hospitality, 800-743-9576. This is the Sunshine Economy. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks again for listening and supporting WLRN. Two months ago, the graduating class of 2020 was looking at the strongest job market in generations. It was a workers market. Unemployment was historically low and pay was slowly rising. Then COVID-19 hit.
3: Some of the advice we're giving students and graduates is don't assume no one is hiring. So they might not be hiring this second. Many are. But some are hiring in the very near future, and they're gearing up for that now as well.
0: Darlene Cantor is the director of Experiential Education and Career Services at Johnson & Wales University's North Miami campus. Last week, it held a virtual job fair with 53 companies and more than 400 students.
3: Some of the positions listed, they had uh, customer service, food production insurance agents, law enforcement.
0: While the overall unemployment rate has skyrocketed in uh, April, the jobless rate for people with at least a bachelor's college degree remained below the national number. So some of these
3: folks are hiring for right now, and some are um, hiring in the very near future.
0: COVID has changed the hiring process. In-person interviews have given way to Zoom or Skype or FaceTime meetings. Impressions certainly still important, even if it's only what a manager sees on a screen.
3: This is the year of being resilient, right? So that companies, employers want that. That's a great attribute to have. And so use that when they're doing interviews, turn it around and use it to your advantage in terms of a a soft skill that an employer could potentially utilize.
0: We're live during this 9 a.m. hour here on the Sunshine Economy, 800-743-9576, 800-743-WLRN, talking about hiring and hospitality. Uh, Wendy Klerges is the CEO at the Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association. Michael Cheng is the dean of the FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality. Let's go to uh, Philippe on line four. Philippe, you're on the radio. Thanks for calling.
8: Hello, everybody. Good morning. Thank you for taking the time to talk about this.
0: Good morning. Tell us where you sit in the hospitality industry. Yes,
8: uh, I have a small business, a small sightseeing tour business based out of Fort Lauderdale, Florida. been in operation for more than 18 years. Obviously, my business has survived uh, many really big events. However, uh, now that we have COVID-19 now, I don't see light at the end of the tunnel, unfortunately. Mm. I don't know how we will be able to recover, especially since so many, myself and so many of my colleagues, have been actually in recovery ever since 2016 because of Zika, which really Mm. affected travel to Miami, one of my tour destinations. Then, of course, 2017, uh, Wilma. What
0: about the red tide in twenty eighteen? Yeah. What about Irma? The Irma was the hurricane very- in twenty seventeen. Wilma was yes. two You, but you're right, Felipe. We we get it. You've you've dealt with a lot in those eighteen years as a sightseeing business owner. Uh, but you sound pretty pessimistic. You 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 don't. Is is your company going to be able to to reopen? Is it in operation now?
8: Oh no, not at all. I've had, I, I have actually been shut down since March fourteenth.
0: Yeah. I and and I, any plans I on see. any plans at all to to reopen at this point?
8: Uh, well, uh, if there were people traveling to Florida, if hotels were open, if the virus were contained in some way, but neither nor is available to any one of us uh, right now. Yeah. And uh, I conduct mostly very large sightseeing tours, motor coach, you know, mm. for to Miami and to the Keys and Key West. Been doing that for so many years, and always with very close contact, lots of people. Yeah. That's definitely not my business model anymore. Yeah. So, of course, I am looking into going into small private tours. Of course, it changes the whole thing. But we still need to open, and people need to be healthy.
0: Yeah. Felipe, we appreciate you sharing your story. Uh, sorry to hear about the, the difficulties with your company and your family and your business there. Hopefully, you're safe and will be able to find your way through this. Wendy Klergis with the uh, Hotel Association, That this pivot. Uh, that Felipe talks about going from large group uh, tours to maybe doing more private ones. Uh, that's just a small sampling of how the entire hospitality industry is is going to have to reorient, at mm-hmm. least for some time period here, right, mm-hmm. because of yeah. the public health concerns.
2: No, absolutely. And Felipe, I think that, uh, you know, hang in there, because, you know, we, we really hope that within the next month, uh, and we're anticipating uh, to go back to the way it used to be. I remember the staycations, a lot of Florida drive-in uh, business, which will be good for you. We've actually had, we've had gorgeous weather as well. So <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, I think, I think that um, if you can hang in there, uh, I don't know if you're just large coaches or small or but get, get innovative again. And uh, definitely, I think we're going to have, uh, we should have a good um, end of the summer of a lot of locals, you know, driving driving into Miami.
0: Dean Chang, let me uh, just add your voice to this idea of the business pivot. Restaurants uh, had to do that on a dime uh, because they were allowed to stay open for takeout and delivery. Um, but, but now as they look at the world of social distancing and uh, limited capacity, uh, you know, it really puts a question into what had been that uh, uh, that kind of model or strategy that restaurants had number of table turnovers each night, number of seats, uh, mm-hmm. all of that begins to be questioned.
4: Yeah, you know, my my advice to Felipe um, to to consider creating more experiential packages uh, that's intended for ground travel. You know, so I think you're going to get a lot more consumers. Who, who are feeling a little pent up and feeling a little antsy, they want to get out there. So they'll be looking for those kind of things when it's safe. But to them, their safety is paramount, and the safety is also within their zone of who they know. So if it's family travel, you know they'll be willing to probably look into your services and what you could offer them, the whole sense of nostalgia, you know, transporting them to a happy place uh, that they, they want to go there, but they just can't fly there. So I would look at more of those kind of opportunities uh, or packages.
0: More with uh, Dean Chang with the FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality, Wendy Calergis with the Greater Miami and the Beaches Hotel Association, and your phone calls still to come eight hundred seven four three 743 WLRN. Just a quick timeout here on the Sunshine Economy. Back on the Sunshine Economy, I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks again for listening to WLRN. We're live on this Monday morning during our 9 a.m. hour talking about hiring and hospitality with Wendy Klerges, CEO of the Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association, and Michael Chang, Dean at the FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality. Let's go to Juan in Miami. Juan, you own a restaurant, is that right?
9: Uh, absolutely, I do.
0: And how are you surviving? What do you see at the end?
9: Uh, well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a glass-half-full type of person, so I'm seeing light at the end of the tunnel. Um, we opened just for Super Bowl, just in time for Super Bowl, and, uh, and then we were hit by COVID, uh, hmm. unfortunately. However, um, I do see light at the end of the tunnel.
0: Uh, and tell us what that light looks like. What are your hiring plans? Uh, you've got a new restaurant, it sounds like, that just weeks after opening, it was forced to close or kind of reorient the business considerably.
9: Um, absolutely. Um, we're looking to hire um obviously not at hundred percent, but um obviously, uh you know, bring a lot of our core staff back in and uh, even that add, you know, new employees to the rotation. Um we obviously had to reinvent ourselves completely. And what I mean by that is uh, we had to downsize our menu. We had to really look at, you know, our core customers and tell them hey, we're going to price things certain dif- uh, differently so that you can afford it during these times. Hmm. And that has helped us, um, hmm. obviously, to stay alive.
0: How has that affected your margins, though?
9: Well, um, obviously, we have some items on our menu that are high margin, some are low menu. We had to cut away a lot of that. Um, uh, which there,
0: ones? The, the, the low margin items?
9: Uh, exactly. Low margin, yeah. uh, margin items were cut off. We left our high-margin items, and obviously those are the ones that people were gravitating to uh, anyway. Mm. So then we restructured our pricing so that it wasn't breached uh, for everyone.
0: Juan, we appreciate you uh, holding on and telling your story. Uh, Dean Chang with the FIU uh, uh, Hospitality School. Um, comment there on what you heard from this restaurant tour. And, uh, and his, his optimism here, what kinds of jobs will be coming back first as restaurants begin to reopen their dining rooms, by the way?
4: Juan, well, that is definitely very encouraging to hear that you're, you're ready to go. Um, I would also suggest you look at the time, the guidelines for that um, PUC, the Pandemic Unemployment Compensation. Because I'm hearing, too, from different restauranteurs that they sometimes cannot get back the staff that they have followed or laid off. Uh, because they're getting more from unemployment, mm-hmm. so I don't know. Um, one of the suggestions I have is to maybe consider bringing part of them back and then following them again for the for another, for a week and then rehiring them again, so then they don't lose that unemployment completely. You know, uh, especially mm-hmm. if you're on a twenty-five or fifty percent capacity limit until you get to one hundred percent. I am not sure that they they would actually make up what they're not getting what they're getting from unemployment.
0: Dean Chang, you bring up an important point around pay. Wendy Klergis, I'd like you to comment on this from the hotel perspective. Uh, Maximum weekly unemployment in Florida is $275. Uh, The federal booster adds $600 to that. Uh, That's $875 a week max. 40% of workers in Miami-Dade County, according to an FIU study, make less than $600 a week. Is this going to put upward pressure at all on hotel jobs as the hotels reopen and look to bring workers back.
2: Well, the the challenge is how busy are the hotels going to be in the beginning? You know, yeah. it's going to be, uh, but there. But I can tell you by like just the hotel task force, uh, the operations of the hotels are going to be a little different in the sense of. There's going to be a lot like we're actually taking some of our employees and we're going to have them be like greeters. You know, there's going to be a lot of um, um, human being when they're when they walk into the to the hotel, kind of like guiding them and directing Mm -hmm. them and all that. There's going to be different different jobs uh, around it. But, um, you know, because it's it is we're opening up in summer. Um, it, it is it is challenging, but I know that um, I know that our GMs and our HR directors are, are really going to do everything they can to accommodate the employees. Even if they don't come back forty hours a week, they come back you know slowly, um, but definitely there's a lot of h- heartfelt efforts to hmm. to get them back to work.
0: Uh, Wendy and uh, Michael, stick with us. One more short time out here on the Sunshine Economy. Hiring and hospitality, 800-743-WLRN. Alex and Sam, stay on the line. We'll get to your phone calls next, (laughs) 800-743-9576. We're back on the Sunshine Economy. I'm Tom Hudson. Thanks again for listening. We're live in this 9 a.m. hour talking about hiring and hospitality with Wendy Klerges, CEO, Greater Miami and the Beaches Hotel Association, and Michael Chang, Dean of the FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality. Alex is on line six. Alex, you are up next. Thanks for calling in. Go ahead.
10: Hi, Tom. Hi, Wendy. Hi, everyone. Well, I've been uh, directly and indirectly uh, involved in the the industry for over 20 years. But nowadays, my main job is a uh, flight attendant. I'm a flight attendant for a company in Europe, Norwegian. But uh, a few weeks ago, Norwegian cut ties entirely with uh, employees here in the United States. Uh, they closed uh, the bases. Now I'm, I'm unemployed. And also, I'm on call for a restaurant that is uh, not ready for uh, start again and... I've been. I applied for unemployment, but it's been very difficult to get access to the website. I already spent hours and weeks. Yeah. I finally managed to uh, file for, for employment, but I've, it's impossible to see the update. And I've been spending a lot of hours trying to get hold on them by call. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, Alex. Yeah, it's it's a it's a very difficult scenario. And the state has been uh, criticized uh, for this uh, real. uh, I think the governor called it a jalopy of an employment system that you are experiencing there. I appreciate you holding on and and telling us your story. And Sam in Fort Lauderdale uh, has also been wrestling with the unemployment system. Sam, you're on the radio now.
11: Hi. Yeah, actually, um, I was I was calling in to discuss some issues that some of my friends are having. I live between St. Petersburg and Florida, and everybody I know is in the hospitality industry still. I've been lucky enough to transition into construction in the meantime. But um, actually, I feel like your conversation has really turned more to um, like the pivoting of the industry and what comes next. And one of the things that I've been talking to most of my friends about is um, the the anger that a lot of people have now that things are starting to open up, at least up there in Pinellas County. They're seeing themselves having to actually deny service to people who are not wearing masks who are not mm. following social distancing and um, and and going on this uh you know conversation I'm wondering you know what is the hospitality future going to look like as far as this model change like is there going to be a change in wages and are we going to continue on a tip-based system and what about mandatory insurance like what what are we looking at in order to yeah. move forward in this time, uh, you know, time
0: of, of COVID-19? All great questions, Sam. Uh, appreciate those. Let me put those to Wendy Kalurgis with the Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association first. Uh, what is staff training looking like in terms of uh, requiring patrons to wear masks and that kind of, of interaction? And then th- that insurance question for employees coming back and whether or not they're going to have that health coverage uh, to deal with what may be uh, an infection in this uh, pandemic
2: yeah the um, actually the 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 training is 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 very interesting because it is going to be very very different you know when you uh, you know from the moment the car drives up to the to the front the front doors um, you know they're talking whether or not there will be ballet or not be ballet um, there'll be greeters at the at the door. There'll be, you know, when you walk into the lobby, uh, obviously the social distancing will apply everywhere um, in the hotel, including the elevators. Like the and like I would presume else. all
0: those employees as well would likely have to be wearing masks, or or yes. would be encouraged yes. to wear masks. What about gloves yes. and those kinds of yes. things for yeah, valet yeah. and you know and the bellhop yeah. and those types of jobs.
2: No, definitely, and 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 then new. I think I I hope they adopt the new uh, term face covers. Uh,
0: <laughs> Not masks. It's, yeah. Masks
2: is like Halloween, you know. Um, <laughs> and the front desk will have, you know, some sort of plexiglass. Mm. Uh, at, at, you know, there's. It's, I think that the service and the training is going to be really interesting and uh and, and very creative. Um, you know, because really, as we say, we want the, we want the guests to feel yeah. very safe, and the employees, obviously. I've uh, only got team. a minute
0: left here, but oh, let me get Dean okay. Cheng in here, Wendy. Sorry for the interruption there. Uh, but Dean Chang, I want you to address Sam's concerns regarding uh, uh, insurance, healthcare coverage for hospitality workers and how the industry approaches that now. Is that going to pivot in addition to their business models?
4: And I would certainly hope so. We have, um, you know, strong lobbyists with the National Restaurant Association, the Swiss American Hotel Lodging Association. So this is the time when they are seeing what's happening to the hospitality industry and just how it's been destroyed. This is where we can really get together and we hope that everybody bands together and help us move forward. You know, the one thing I want to add is I don't think the spirit of hospitality is ever going to go away. You know, the, the reason why we love what we're doing is because we're smiling the whole time We have this <laughs> sunny yeah. disposition. It's yeah. real, genuine guest service.
0: Yeah, Uh, you got to smile with your eyes these days, though, if you have a face cover over. uh, It's difficult to see that sometimes. But uh, uh, Dean Chang, thank you for your time and your uh, insight here. He's the dean of the FIU Chaplain School of Hospitality. Wendy Klerge is the CEO of the Greater Miami and Beaches Hotel Association. Thanks to both of you. Peter Maris is our technical director. Denise Royal helped produce the program and answer the phones. I'm Tom Hudson.